0: Log Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Politics Done Right. I am your host, Experto Williams. This is the progressive program that will take the mystery out of politics. This is the program that will encourage you to make sure government becomes we the people. Whether you are liberal, conservative, or otherwise, you get to air your point of view. Remember, you can also send me a tweet to EGBERTOWILLIES. That is, at Egberto Williams. Let us engage. It is politics done right. One, two, three, four. Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics Done Right. I'm Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of this show one more time. Again, we're going to have a great show today because you know what? I'm hoping that you guys are going to give me some topics to discuss. I have a general, general set of topics that we're going to talk about, but today is a free for all. And what do I mean by a free for all? What it means is that you control the show and you can tell us what you want to do, whether it is that you call in on uh, Blog Talk Radio, on the telephone number, which that telephone number is, and let me go ahead and tell you guys what that is right now. That telephone number is 646-929-2495. Again, that number is 646-929-2495. If you'd like to call in, if you'd like to uh, tell what topic you want to talk about, that's what we're going to be here to do for you today. But again, like I said, it's a free for all. What are we going to discuss? Do we want to discuss the taxes, the new tax plan, whatever that may be? Do we want to discuss the immigration status of, um, well, you know what I'm talking about? Or do we also want to talk about healthcare? What is happening with healthcare? care? Uh, it's about to get started in the next few days, and we have no advertising, and we have very few dollars for navigators to help people around. What has happened to this country, my folks? What has happened to this country over the years where we used to be a compassionate country and now we're not? What has happened? Anyhow, so uh, welcome aboard. Those of you that are here, I don't see any comments yet. Is there anything specific you want to discuss? Put it in a comment chain here or call 646-929-2495 and we will be able to... Uh, discuss that you'll be able to add your part to the conversation this is a bit newer than uh, a new concept that i'm trying to see if i get more uh, participation from those folks whether it's be on uh, blog talk radio or facebook live but okay let's see k5 hi dan jones how are you doing uh let's see fine i'm putting it on okay let me hear what you want to put on my friend what do you want to talk about Anything specific Dan Jones wants to say out there uh, that we want to talk about today, I have the blog of the week that I need to get to. But after we do all of that, I will be more than happy to oblige with your requests. Let me get to that. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, All right. Since we don't have any requests yet, let me just put that phone number in there again. Number is 646-929-2495. Again, that number is 646 929-2495. 929-2495. Um, earlier, hello, Sierras, uh, how are you doing today? Uh, glad to be with you, or glad that you can make it to the show. Anybody else want to, uh, to put their names up and get a welcome in here, we'd be more than happy to do so. But do you know, folks, what time it is? And James Lee, Van Jones, and oh, you want to talk Van Jones and are. Um, that's fine. Tell me in the message what you want to talk about that, or you can give us a call. Uh, you know what? I probably should put that uh, telephone number in the thread, right? Uh, let's go ahead and do that. Let's go ahead and put it as one of the comments in here. Uh, what's that telephone number it is? Let's see. 646-929-2495. 646 646-9... uh, let Let's get that out. I'll, I'll be... I'll be with that in a second as soon as I go throw this number in there. I want to copy it and paste it because I don't want to make that mistake and have people call. in. the last time I made a mistake, people were calling to a line that wasn't the line, they expected. Okay, there it is. Let's see, 646-929-2495. That is our call-in number. Please feel free to give us a call if you want to be on air as well. And, uh, okay, so that is that topic we want to do. Van Jones and BR, I wrote an article on that earlier today, and I'd like to discuss that as well. Okay, Wayne County. Welcome, Wayne County, as well. Wow, we're bringing in people from all over. All right, what I want to do is uh, go ahead, and we're going to take care of you-know-what time it is. It's time for the weekly blog post. Okay, hey, James, I'm going to answer that. It's a criticism, a valid one. jones Bayer that, that was made on, uh, I think it was made on Bill Moore. I wrote an article about it this morning or last night. I'll discuss that right after the blog of the week. But here's the blog of the week. The blog of the week is titled, The Republican Party of 2018 Should Induce Panic Now. And here it goes. It's been happening for some time in the Republican Party, but it has reached critical mass. Many conservatives but decent Republicans realize that the conversion or the conversion of the base of the party is just about complete. It is time to panic. Mainstream Republicans are jumping ship and raising the alarm about the state of the Republican Party and the dangers it represents to America. Yesterday, Bob Corker, Republican of Tennessee, who announced that he was not running for reelection a few weeks ago, continued to scorch the president for debasing America. Senator Jeff Flake, Republican of Arizona, announced as well that he was not running for re-election. Went on to the Senate floor to admonish the president and Republican Party, and then wrote a stinging op-ed in the Washington Post, where he wrote the following: Nine months of this administration is enough for us to stop pretending that this is somehow normal and that we are on the verge of some sort of pivot to governing to stability. Nine months is more than enough for us to say loudly and clearly enough. The outcome of this is in our hands. We can no longer remain silent, merely observing this train wreck passively as if waiting for someone else to do something. The longer we wait, the greater the damage, the harsher the judgment of history. To listen to the rhetoric of the extremes of both parties, one could be forgiven for believing that we are each other's enemies that we are at war with ourselves. As our political culture seems every day to plumb new depths of indecency, we must stand up and speak out, especially those of us who hold elective offices. So says El Senor uh, uh, Jeff Flake, Republican of Arizona. Now, and it is not only national, this is, it is not only national. One of the few Republicans that has made Texas a less criminal state, in the manner it treats its citizens has thrown in the towel, which does not bode well for Texas absent a transformational election in 2018. The Texas Tribune reported the following, and it said as follows. House Speaker Joe, uh, Joe Strauss unleashed a political earthquake Wednesday when he announced he would not seek re-election next year. The policy aftershocks could be felt for years. This is really an earth-shattering event for politics, said Rice University political scientist Mark Jones. It's tough to overstate the relevance of this Texas politics. The political center of the state collapsed today. The political center in Texas collapsed, and our center wasn't too center in the first place. More than any other Texas Republican with real power, Strauss was seen as a voice of moderation. On issue after issue, he and his team alone stood in the way of the kind of runaway populism that Donald Trump championed and major statewide Republicans endorsed. When Firebrand Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick and Governor Greg Abbott rattled Fortune 500 companies with talk of a bathroom bill that put transgender Texans in his crosshairs, it was Strauss who held their collective hands and ensured the measure did not become law. When conservatives pushed to take away in-state college college tuition from undocumented Texans, the Speaker's top Lieutenant Byron Cook, Lent his Austin home in 2009 to the rebellion that put the gavel in Strauss' hand, snuffed it out. And this is only the tip of the iceberg, folks. This is only the tip of the iceberg of how Strauss has kept Texas from a complete derailment. The disaster is occurring all over the country in the Republican Party. Unless progressives get get their act together to mitigate this (laughs) impending political disaster, Americans are about to embark on a path no different than that of countries like Iran. If anyone has any doubts, please understand what occurred in Texas. Worse, however, is that Democrats did not make the case or do the work necessary to get Kansas citizens from voting to the derelict politicians out of office. Are we all listening? Are we all watching? Folks, the telephone number again, 646-929-2495. Or we can talk about what you want to talk about here on the uh, thing. So let's see, I, I, as I recall, let's see. Uh, Sema, amen, Christian Norenberg. Let's, let's, back up a second here. Uh, let's back up a second here. Let's back up a second here. Let's back up a second here. James Lee uh, posted the following. He said he wanted to speak about Van Jones and Bayar. Specifically, in the criticism. is the criticism valid one that Jones cannot call right now. Let me explain this to you. What happened on What happened on uh, Bill Maher is Bayer called out Democrats and specifically Van Jones for trying to appease the right, for not being forceful, for not being uh, for not a, for not being showing strength. To, uh, to fight off Republicans. That's what they did. And Bayard pretty much says I'm not speaking to you anymore because you talk you know uh, we don't give white supremacists the time of day, et cetera, et cetera. And I see her point and I, I'm in complete agreement with the sentiment of her point. I am not in complete agreement with her quasi attack on Van Jones because Van Jones does he does two things. and I've been critical of Van Jones before. I met the guy. I know him. Uh, I I know him at, I spoke to him at several conferences, and he's really the type of person that wants to do good. I mean, I think he shares sort of the philosophy that I share, and that is, we speak to everybody. We we try to make the tent big enough. <clears throat> the tent big enough. That even right wingers feel comfortable speaking to us, in as much as we disagree. What I find is. Van Jones, however, takes it one step too far. And what I mean by that is Van Jones tries, uh, he tries to not only justify the folks' belief, but he allows them to then use him. He allows them to use him as saying, if Van Jones can think this way, why can't all of you other guys? The approach that I take is a bit different. My approach is, I listen, I understand, but then I refute. Van Jones rarely, you've seen that he had a program where he went into the homes of several Trump voters, et cetera. He failed to refute in those areas where there were several openings to refute. And I think those are the things that get bar uh, uh, Joy Bear kind of pissed off, justifiably so. And John, I'm coming to you in a second. I think she gets justifiably pissed off because Van Jones is a problem in that he reflects almost the entire establishment of the Democratic Party, and that is not to fight. And that is, you know, we take a look at, uh, I, I read an article this morning, I don't remember exactly who wrote it, but we can go back to the election of John Kerry, or the not election of John Kerry. John Kerry served as a captain or a very high officer when he fought in Vietnam. He fought in Vietnam. He was on the boat. He was on a gunboat. He saw combat. Uh, George W. Bush didn't. They got a whole lot of generals and other guys to come out and attack John Kerry. There was not one commercial, not one ad that went out and said, You guys do not have the right to talk about me. After all, I fought for my country while you, this, you sought deferment for the country. And they didn't prepare ads that went at that over and over again. Chicken hawks. They didn't do that. We had so many of us in the liberal base or in the progressive base doing it for Kerry, but it never took hold. And he never went out at, in an interview with or in a debate with with George Bush and come out and said specifically, George Bush, you should immediately stop those ads. I served, you did not. I almost got killed for my country, you did not. How dare you ever question my patriotism? How dare you ever question my loyalty? How dare you ever compare yourself to my strengths? He needed to have done that. Because Americans then bought into a feeble John Kerry, who just maybe didn't do all these things on a gunboat that he did. In as much as he was in Vietnam fighting something that George Bush uh, and many others, George Bush, Bill Clinton, uh, Donald Trump, and all of them ran from. So that, those are the things that upset Bear. Those are the things that upset people like myself about the Democratic Party. They are wince. They are wimps. You don't, being uh, being strong does not mean you have to be uncivil. Being, you can be very civil and sear somebody. And that is what I hope to do with what I write. You don't have to call somebody an a-hole or use obscenities to slice into the core of the belief. And that is what the Democratic Party fails to do. The Democratic Party in 2018 is failing to do, or for the election in 2018, It's failing to do so. And there's a good possibility they will pull defeat out of what should definitely, based on generic polls and everything else, should be a landslide, not only nationally, but throughout the states. So if you're a listener here that's a part of the Progressive Party, or the Progressive Democratic Party, it's incumbent on you. To make sure that the WIMPs, and before I go to that, I want to make a correction. I call them WIMPs. I call the establishment WIMPs. It's not that they're WIMPs at all. They know exactly what they're doing. They don't want to go so far to the left. And the folks that are establishment Republicans don't want to go that far to the right. They all work within two rails. And why do I say that? We don't move too far to the right they, they like to claim some center that is that is good for america which is false this this false center is a corporate structure it's a corporate structure things that make the corporation things that make the plutocracy successful things on the left is what make things possible for the middle class so these establishment democrats they have no they're they dependent on the same donors that these, these establishment Republicans are. And that is, we're talking about Wall Street, we're talking about moneyed interests and all these other issues. So these moneyed interests don't really care about parties. They just, they just care about control. So they control this, the Democratic establishment and they control the Republican establishment. The problem right now is the Republican establishment has lost its power. And the problem on the Democratic side is that the Democratic establishment still has too much power, something that the progressive wing of the party must take care of, uh, of solving now. Let me go to John. John, uh, let's see. Come on in, my friend. Uh, let's get to it. Come on in, my friend.
2: Good afternoon, Igbota. How are you doing? All right. How are you doing today? I'm Okay. Yeah, my take on the the Flake situation is I think yeah. it's, it's really completely overblown. I mean, mm-hmm. I I have very little respect for Flake because of his voting record. His voting record know, is absolute yes. is is yes. horrible. I mean, in in a way, you know, it's it's good that that he is you know uh, standing up to Trump, and that's obviously why his numbers went down in Arizona. But you know, it's it's how you vote is the most important thing. You know, he didn't vote for disaster relief for Puerto Rico. He didn't vote vote for, uh, you know, disaster relief for Hurricane Harvey in your area. Uh, he voted against other bills because they're, you know, not conservative enough, like the, the fiscal appropriation bill, uh, right. you know, which even even Republicans passed. And so, you know, it's it's just really – I mean, he's he's been – his voting record has been, you know, extremely awful for as long as he's been a politician. Uh, and so, I mean, I don't really – I mean, I'm glad he, he condemned Trump, but, I mean, that's, that's about to the extent of it. I don't – I think that the most important thing is, you know, is this going to lead to a Democrat winning in Arizona? And – you know, he was gonna he was gonna lose the primary anyway. He was down by consistently in double digits, and that's why he decided to get out. And so, I mean, I just don't. I, you know, if if uh, Kristen sienna I mean, who's very conservative, one of the most conservative Democrats who's already running. I mean, I hope she gets a, a challenge, uh, but I don't know. I mean, uh, I think uh, I, I forgot the name of. I think. Uh, Ruben is his first name. He's a uh, I think the first uh first uh is either his first term or his second term and uh-huh. uh he he's very good and always uh, of course uh, Rahul Ra- or is great. Uh always been a Bernie supporter and he's fantastic, but I mean I don't think they're going to run for Senate. But I mean right. I think that That's a little bit of a problem, you know, because we've got these real extreme conservative Democrats that, I mean, I hope they do win, you know, because they're better than Republicans. But it would be nice if we would get somebody, you know, from the left to actually challenge them. I know in Nevada they are. Uh, Jackie Rosen is being challenged by this guy. uh, I think Sabith is his name. And – but you know I, it's just kind of sad that you know if we gain these two seats they're going to be by you know extreme conservatives right so
1: now let, let me let me just tell you tell you that right this is why there are a lot of things that i've been writing as far as our our race really is early next year in the primaries because if we can maintain the generic ballot as it is right now And we can get, uh, what we have to do is make sure that the people we elect in our primaries are progressive enough, the type of progressives that we want to get things done. And uh, so, I mean, if we wait until the the election time to start propping things up, it'll be no good. So, I mean, uh, your point is taken now with regards to the conservative Democrats or whatever, what we have to do is, uh, you know, I'm not in Arizona, I'm not in California, I'm not in these places, so don't quite know these, but I know Daily Coast have been trying to keep abreast of the situation with these uh, for this off-year off, uh, election and making sure that the right candidates are actually being fielded. And so uh, what we have to do is every different mun- municipality, every different state, every different, all these, um, you know, these districts, They've got to get uh, they've got to get progressives running. Now I can tell you, here in Texas, we are doing a darn good job. In fact, uh, in my Houston metropolitan area, we have sort of too many candidates, too many good progressive candidates running, which sometimes uh, is a problem because it means a more conservative uh, a more conservative candidate can eke out a win because there's so many progressives running. So I don't know if you have seen that in the San Antonio area or
2: not. Yeah, I mean, just in one district, I mean, in the 21st district, uh, they have a lot of people running. Uh, you know, there I I think, uh, four, there, I think three are Revolution, you know, Bernie supporters are running. But, I mean, I think that that's also good. I mean, I think it's uh, – you know it's good to to know that uh, i mean I guess you can look at it in a couple of different ways. You can say, well, they're gonna split the vote and the the more you know corporate uh Canada is gonna win and that's true i mean and you can look at it that way for Rick trevino's district true with district twenty one because I mean he's running against people that are more you know uh traditional democrats so i mean right. i guess you can look at it either way i mean one 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 thing to do i i you know, i don't think this will ever happen is actually kind of run a pre-primary primary uh in other words to to get uh try to figure out who has the best chance of winning because this happens all the time in elections yeah. you know where you have and especially like in california where they have the the top 2 people who uh who no get what, the most no votes
1: yeah. i like that right yeah yeah.
2: And so uh so anyway, I mean it's I think that uh I, it's, I, I still think it's very good. I mean Justice Democrats uh you know they, they announced uh twelve twelve new people, uh I guess right. I guess that was a a while back. It was actually uh Last about ten could, days ago. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, because we had
1: I had one of their I had two of their candidates on air at KPFT – a uh, couple weeks ago. Well, but yeah, about 10 days ago on, on the show. And uh, these were very good representatives of the uh, of the Bernie movement or the progressive democratic movement. So I thought that that went pretty well. And there there are at least five or six uh, justice Democrats, which, you know, I think it was previously brand new Congress. But they had some sort of a thing where they are united now. And um, so they are all running as justice Democrats right now.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I think, you know, things are, things are looking good. I know Bernie's right now in Puerto Rico I've seen some tweets about that. And so, uh, hopefully that'll get some publicity, you know, because the people still desperately need help. I mean, it's, it's still awful. And the, you know, the press has kind of shied away from it. I mean, I guess, you know, I, I mean, obviously, you know, ratings are important and people aren't as concerned, uh, but I mean, they're still not getting the help that they need. And uh, so I, I wish they would cover it a little bit more, but uh, I guess that's kind of the way it is.
1: Even with the electrical grid, it's amazing that they gave uh, The electrical grid the stuff the most important thing to get that country back on line, if you will. And they awarded it to a two-man company for $300 million to start re-electrifying Puerto Rico. It's, you know, talking about the swamp. But I want to. Uh, if, if you're done with that subject, I want to bring up the subject about taxes. Um, uh, if, if you're done, are you done with saying what you wanted to say, John? Or yeah, sure. Okay, I want I want to tell the the, the American populace in general: don't be fooled by what you're hearing on the tax issue on on TV. Uh, what you're looking at is a Republican Party who is intent, who is intent of breaking the back of the government by starving the government and by giving back or I shouldn't say giving back by giving huge tax breaks to the wealthy. Now that is cliche. That is cliche. Oh, we always talk about giving back taxes to the wealthy, but after all, don't the wealthy pay more in taxes? Yes. But it's a long story. The question is whether they deserved their wealth. Whitefish, you're correct, Connie. Uh whether they deserve the wealth that they received in the first place, whether that wealth was attained in a legitimate way. And I'm not talking about a legal legitimate way. I'm talking about a moral legitimate way. Is it okay for uh, people to sit back on their butts, uh, invest in an insurance company so that they can invest in your health, so that you're, so that when you pay your health care uh, quite a large percentage go to a few people sitting down on their butts? No. So, I mean, we have to determine what is what. But going, going specifically – to these taxes and, and what the things that they have to cut for the taxes. Think about this. Uh, most Americans, or a large percentage of Americans right now, have 401ks and they have certain types of savings where you could pocket up to $18,000 a year tax deferred into those accounts, which allowed them to grow that much faster. In uh, as much as Trump said he wasn't going to uh, touch that in this new tax reform, you're considering. Doing that, but worse, worse here, is what they're attempting to say about growth and taxes. There is nothing new to this tax. and this is what I need all you progressives to go out there and be preaching all over your sites, all over, uh, all over Facebook, all over Tumblr, uh, when you're meeting people in cafes or whatever. There, th- this is a complete deficit-funded, deficit-plus middle-class. Funded transfer of wealth to someone else, and it has to be marketed that way. This is a middle class giving away their money to rich people. It is important that you that you that it's important that you say that when you're talking about these issues. Um, there was one issue that they, uh, Joy Bear said when she was uh, when she was confronting uh, Van Jones, and it's very important. She said. Democrats get too highfalutin in the way they speak. They get into the weeds. And I understand the weeds, and, you know, I love the weeds. But I have to realize that we're not, we're, we don't have to sell progressivism to, to, to myself or to John or anybody else. What we have to do is reach that average guy down there. And that average guy down there, he, doesn't, he may not even have a 401k. So we have to start giving our narrative in a way that the same kind of narrative that the right does. In other words, we, have, we don't go ahead and say we're transferring money to the rich. We're saying the new tax law is forcing the workers to give more monies to rich people. We don't have to say it's a transfer of wealth to the – sometimes I write that, right? But in reality, the new tax law is forcing poor people and working people to give their monies to rich people, that simple. Simple is understood, and it it needs to be said. Done. You want to say, add to that?
2: Yeah, I mean that that's right. Uh, I mean, I I just try to to simplify it and say this is a plan about tax cuts for the rich. And so, you know, we haven't seen the the exact plan because uh, you know it's not out yet. Uh, but but uh, I mean, from the the basic white paper, you know. I'm hearing everything from uh, this is going to be a transfer of 68 percent to 80 percent of right. uh, of this tax cut is going to go to the one percent, and so I mean this is similar to the Bush tax cuts. This is similar to the Reagan tax cuts. I mean this, there's a there's a similar pattern here, and that pattern is that the working class and the the uh, middle class are getting screwed over, and I mean, all you have to do is study income inequality and look at trickle down in economics, and we are still in the middle of the trickle down era. I mean, I think that that's what people always forget. They think, you know, you know, we we elected Obama, and you know, this isn't trickle down. This is still trickle down. I mean, it, I mean, Absolutely. Obama. Right Obama only raised the top tax percent uh, by 4.5 percent. I mean, those are people making you know around 300 and I believe it's 350,000 dollars a year, uh, perhaps right. even higher. And so I mean, their, their taxes were, were only raised by four and a half percent. and this is I mean and so we are still in the middle of this, and that's why the millennials you know reject the, this uh, era of economics and so i mean that's why i'm so encouraged by them uh also a little bit dismayed sometimes but but in, in their in their voting record uh i i'm very encouraged and so i i just see you know things happening uh in the future and one thing about the the generic ballot i know you were talking about that and you know now it's at 12.5 or right. uh, no I think it's 12.1 rather I, I on
1: 538 heard it was- Oh, that's five thirty eight fox i think it's thi fifty to thirty five um yeah that was
2: that was the, the fox poll that came out the generic ballot that was this week, and right. so there was another one that came out last week c n n that had it sixteen points and so mm. i mean you know i I think this is all you know this is all the 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 longer Trump is in office you know the the higher well I mean you know there there has been some fluctuations I'll be honest i mean it was it was in the double digits in the summer then it went down to eight or nine but I mean again, historically you look at uh in in two thousand and six when Democrats won uh thirty seats it was at seven point nine in real clear politics in two thousand and ten it was at six point eight percent and the the Republicans won 63 seats. And so, I mean, to be in double digits, you know, mm-hmm. despite the gerrymandering, I think is is just very good. And uh, I was I was hoping to have a debate on Sam Cedar's show with this guy, uh, Mike from Pennsylvania, who is, mm-hmm. is a real, you know, hardcore Democrat. But he's, you know, he's kind of skeptical of everything because, you know, because of the gerrymandering, uh, because right. – you know I think he was working in pennsylvania it's it's kind of dismaying to see you know trump trump win there you know after having uh Democrats win there in every election since eighty eight right uh so so i mean but anyway, I mean hopefully that'll happen soon but i mean I just feel pretty confident about the way things are going and uh you know because every every uh every time trump speaks i think in the washington post they had a thing about he usually tells you know 3 or 4 lies a day and i'm thinking right. well i mean i i guess when he's at his golf course
0: <laughs>
2: you know he's not he doesn't really speak that often and so I'll, you know actually if you look at the days where he's speaking to the press that that makes sense 6 or 7 it makes a lot more sense than 3 or 4 right. but uh because, I mean, you know, you, you like you look at this phony scandal that's going on right now all over right-wing media about this uranium. You know, they're talking about we're transferring uranium – to Russia. I mean, that's not what's happening. This is something that's for, you know, that Russians are buying a stake in a company owned by South Africans, you know, right. I mean, and, and this is, you know, it's just a total alternate reality. I mean, and this is really nothing new among right wing media, but it just seems to be right. getting worse. And, and even the White House is saying this. I mean, this is I mean, so much worse than the Bush White
1: House. I mean, it it has no core, but let me see. I I see that 541 just came on to the uh, blog talk radio, but the hand's not up. If you want to speak, 541, please go ahead and uh, push one to raise your hand, and I'll put you right through if you want to speak. Okay, let's go. Uh, uh, 541, who do I have the honor of speaking with?
0: Hi, Alberto. This is Janine Loudon in Corvallis, Oregon.
1: Janine Loudon, one of our board members at Coffee Party USA. How are you doing today, Janine?
0: I'm just doing great, and I um, I had hesitated to put my hand up because I'm having such a great time listening to the conversation. Um, but I gotta say, uh, when you just now started talking about misinformation coming out of the White House, uh, mm-hmm. one of the one of the things that I, I almost get my morning giggle with what's <laughs> the malarkey today? And it, uh, seriously, it takes a breadcrumb to indict Hillary Clinton about a dossier, and the entire bushel, you know, is ignored when it comes to the White House or any of its uh, protégés, right, or its representatives. Right. And and so one of the comments I made in the uh, chat of your Facebook Live is that you know, there's just way too many people, and I don't mean this derogatorily. I really mean we're busy, we're struggling, we're trying to be informed, and there's just way too many people who get their intel from sound bites and from tweets or at least that size of comment. And I really right. think that one of the things when you said uh, Joy said, you know, liberals wax on or they go into the weeds, I really think we need to understand ourselves well enough to be able to say, you know, in, in 40, 50 words, you know, kind of like your elevator speech, why, for example, trickle down economics is a hoax and we have to stop basing our tax strategy on a hoax, you know, or even maybe something more specific. I mean, we are not practicing this. We are patient with each other. We listen their arguments through. <laughs> we, you know, we're polite and let people say things and then we speak you know, when it's our turn, and sometimes that just doesn't work, and so I admire the work you do, Egberto, because you're pretty, you're well-versed in not doing that, but on the other hand, um, we need to actually understand ourselves well enough to speak briefly, concisely, and honestly.
1: Absolutely. I agree with that, that we have to do that, Janine, and that's why I like I was before you came on, I was gonna read your comment because I think it's an important comment that you made on Facebook Live. You said too many brothers and sisters are satisfied by sound bites and tweets. Our job is to understand our perspective well enough to speak clearly in bites and tweets. And that's the magic, Janine. That is the magic that we have to learn to do. And so you're exactly right. And and by the way, let, let let's be clear. You've already started practicing that because for Coffee Party, you've made quite a few of our memes where you actually try to do that.
0: Yes. I mean, it's because it's a quest of mine. I, I recognize this as a problem in myself. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm glib with language. I understand the meaning of words. I enjoy words. And so I was realizing that some people just totally miss the point of what I was saying because I was having so much fun with the language and being right. so um, complete and thoughtful And I guess I had – the first thing I had to learn to try to do this was to uh, start by writing something and then get it back to 140 characters. Right. And I realized how many words – now, this isn't just because it was for Twitter, but it was because I had this understanding of the attention span of the reader. And I realized how many words A, didn't add or detract. I mean, when they were gone, it didn't matter but b i wasn't hedging my bets we right. spend a lot of word space hedging our bets qualifying our bets as opposed to making a statement this is what i believe i don't have to say that doesn't exclude my belief in black lives matter i don't have to say that you know in the light of my belief in me too you know what i mean i don't have to qualify exactly. and one of the things i noticed and one of the things i notice about the the stuff that goes like wildfires is it is totally unqualified, sometimes malarkey. You know, right. like, well, it's very clear now that Hillary Clinton was behind the the Trump dossier. <laughs> oh my gosh! You know, even I, it's okay with me if that's the truth. It actually is. I just want yeah. the truth, but I know the truth isn't made out of that kind of supposition. And, right. <laughs> and so, so I have to say somehow, like, I need more, baby. I need more. <laughs>
1: But, you know, I, I think your, the, the concept is important, and I, I hope the listeners are, and by the way, before I go any further, folks, do remember, share these videos widely, because remember, we, we, try to, we try to put some information out there that, uh, and spend some time on information that the mainstream media, and as much as they have 24-7 coverage, won't cover. Uh, we hit all parties, no matter what, like you, you heard John do as well. So do remember to share these videos and ask your folks who you share it to to share it as well, because this is how we create critical mass to go against a media that many times, specifically the cable media. I wrote another piece earlier this week. I don't remember what that that, that Not myself actually. There was a a blogger, uh, uh, the thoughtful wrestler, that um that wrote a great piece on the media earlier and he blogged it on my site. It's a good read, so check it out. Um, anyhow, I think it is important for us to share these videos. It's important for us to let folks know that there's something else out there. John, you want to respond to some of what um, Janine just said?
2: Yeah, I, no, I agree with her. I think uh, you know it is. It's very important to be precise. Uh, I I don't know I, about about going into the weeds. I don't know. I mean, that's kind of. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I guess I guess that's what I like to do personally, uh, because I think it is important.
1: John, I want to stop you right there. uh, You look, uh, you you you're a regular on my show here at um, the Coffee Party Radio Network, and you're a regular at KPST and you're in the weeds brings invaluable information. I don't think that is at odds with what Janine is saying. What Janine is saying is that there's another avenue that we, that we have to tackle using what you brought from us in the weeds and condensing it for people who don't want to go into the weeds but just want to be told how things are. So you build, as an example, Coffee Party has a certain credibility. So therefore, if we present certain memes, we're not going to qualify them. We just tell it how things are without qualifications because some people don't want qualifications. And we have a base that that is willing to educate or a base we can educate in that fashion. Now it's not gonna happen, but the information itself will be built from folks like you who actually go out in the weeds. You follow what I'm trying to say here?
2: Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, this is a lot of this is about being on message, and that's what a lot of people say right. that Republicans are very good at. They're on message all the time. I mean, and you hear it in the in the the tax cuts for the rich debate. I mean, it's it's essentially if you they all of them say the same talking points that this is going to help everybody. This is going to help the common worker. This is it going to be four to nine thousand uh, oh, dollars in the in the average workers? You know, it is it's it's ridiculous, and so uh, you know, and Bernie is also very good at staying on message. I mean, and so uh, it, that's that's an important part of politics. So I'm not yeah. I'm not discounting that. So I'm saying that that is important, and people, she's right that the, people who aren't you know, a political mavens who don't you know follow this all all the time. You know they have a limited time, and you know so they they hear what they hear, and it's you know you have to get that message across, and so you know I, I definitely agree that you know it it should be precise also, but uh, you know it's just it, it's just a matter of kind of filtering filtering in you know all the the information to make it precise. I guess is is what I what I agree with. So. Awesome.
1: I want to add add something here, um, change the subject a little bit here. We are now uh, a few days away from starting the signups on healthcare.gov. We know that a lot of people do not know. I mean, Trump has already told many Americans that Obamacare is dead. So many Americans are probably going to forget that they need to contact healthcare.gov. I am concerned as well that people who are already signed up with healthcare.gov just may not get their reminders that it's time to renew. So I think it's incumbent upon all of us going forward to let Americans know that the Affordable Care Act is still the law of the land and the subsidies are still the law of the land. Forget about CSRs, which are uh, the insurance companies will take the hit for it this next quarter, but that it is still – the law of the land, and they must sign up because unless they sign up, they can actually cause the demise of the Affordable Care Act, which will affect not only those people on the Affordable Care Act, but those people that are employer-based because if we lose the monies for those individuals, it means that the health care for everybody goes up as these other people have to still get health care in emergency rooms, etc. I want to add anything to that, Janine.
0: Oh, I do. I've been um, periodically putting a meme on our page, and please, anybody who sees it, steal it and share it widely. And it basically just says, you know, that the Affordable Care Act sign-up is November 1st to December 15th. And by the way, there are fewer days and fewer hours available. They're closing on weekends. They're closing in evenings. This is about as anti-sign-up a project as I've seen anybody do in any realm. And so I'm just saying, Do it, do it, do it. And if I'm reading in a friend's page and they make a post about this, I post the meme. And if I'm in a group somewhere and they mention this issue, I post the meme because people really don't need to understand that this is a vote, right? Vote for, if you want affordable care, the Affordable Care Act to continue. And if you wish your representative would vote, remember, you have a way to vote now. I have, I'm have. i on Social Security. I vote regularly, right? <laughs> but, Definitely. Um, but it is a vote. So with not voting is a big mistake. Not signing up is a big mistake right now in terms of the data that will be produced and used against the Affordable Care Act if we do not.
1: Absolutely so. Uh, absolutely so, John.
0: Yeah, I mean,
2: I'm I'm hearing that uh, there was a caller in the Sam Cedar show yesterday from Austin, and she was saying that they're already doing uh, some pre-release uh, information, and uh, you know that that what I'm hearing is that you know that the the. The the premiums are really going up. I mean, I think the average is about 31%, you know, and so, you know, that's going to force, you know, uh, I don't know about millions. But, I mean, I think it's already – I was looking last week, I said 1.5 million. I looked it up after the show. Is actually 2 million people have have lost their insurance or or chose not to have insurance since Trump uh, has come into office. And so there will probably be even more. Uh, people, but I mean, I, I agree with Janine. You know, we, you know, people. If 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 you can not afford it, and it's such a, it's it's terrible that we have to make choices like this. You know, because people's families are at risk here. Uh, you know, we like uh, Amy of, uh, Vallejo is running the fourth district in Nevada. Actually, had her daughter die in her hands. You know, because she went to a uh, an emergency room in, in Nevada, and they said you need to get insurance, you know, because this is a, uh, you know, this is not a, this is nothing we can treat here. And she ended up dying, you know, very soon after that. And so, you know, it's just, it's just the life and death situation for so many families. And, you know, it, it, they shouldn't be able to choose between like food on the table, you know, a roof over their heads or, you know, having to pay for insurance. So, I mean, that's the tragedy of it, but I mean, yes, you know sign up uh it, it, it is extremely important to have insurance and even though the csrs are gone the actual uh you know the, the other uh, you're right the, the the subsidies are still there and the subsidies go you know up to 400 percent of the poverty and the csrs only went to 250 percent, you know above property so i mean so more people actually get money from, from the subsidies than the CSRs. But, I mean, it, it was still terrible that the CR, CSRs,
1: uh, you know, are gone. What, it's important for people to note, even as in as much as they have 31%, let's say, in Texas, that these rates have gone up, because most of the people on the Affordable Care Act are heavily subsidized, The the, the actual number – the extra dollars that they are going to be paying out of pocket is quite a bit less. I mean, it's still a 30 something percent, but if, if your premiums were $400 a month and it went up 31%, let's say that is now uh, $550 a month. Uh, it could be that your payment out of pocket was $50 a month. Now it's going to be approximately $67 a month. So, you have to be careful of the numbers and the scare tactics that the Republicans are used to make people not even want to spend the time on healthcare.gov. Go do it and find a navigator. I mean, in as much as they're not paying navigators, there are a lot of people that are helping Americans that have nothing to do with navigator, that paid navigators that are just there to help people get help on affordable care. Just go online. National healthcare for America is a group that's doing that. Just look them up. I should put that in the notes. and and realize that there are answers for all people right now. And what the Republicans are trying to do is scare you into not using the Affordable Care Act so that it will collapse under its own weight. That's the only way it fails because it's still codified into law. And because it is law, there's just certain things. And as much as they can sabotage it, there are just certain things they can't do. If a lot of people sign up, the subsidies are there by law. So therefore, you still have your monies come in by law. Make sure and let your folks know that whenever you hear people talking about affordable uh, uh, Obamacare is dead or the Affordable Care Act is dead, Donald Trump, that was just one other lie that he took uh, that he told. And we know that what is it now? Four to seven lies a day. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how you do that. But anyhow, we're near the end of the program, so I going to ask Jenny to give me a closer.
0: Oh, so the one thing that I actually called in for was this. Uh, I live in a vote-by-mail state, and I love to promote vote-by-mail. So I want to remind America that there are 22 states that do some level of vote-by-mail and many of us that do exclusively vote-by-mail. If you have not received your ballot, if you're in a vote-by-mail state, if you have not received your ballot already for the November 7th election, You should contact your county courthouse and get whatever kind of disenfranchisement that has occurred to you handled now so that you can vote. And in Oregon, you can manage that problem all the way up to Election Day. So you could go into the courthouse on November 7th, say, I didn't get my ballot. They'll do whatever they need to do on the spot, give you a ballot, and let you vote. I love vote by mail because people cannot be turned away in line, cannot be, you know, all the tricks that people use to be thwarted in their efforts to vote just don't apply. So thanks, America. If you don't have your ballot, go to your courthouse Monday morning.
1: There you go. John, give me your closer.
2: Uh, I I agree with that. Vote by mail is is tremendous. And, And, you know, I just, you know all the blue states uh really need to be as as we're they're disenfranchising people in the in the red states and some of the purple states with republican legislatures blue states really need to make it easier for people to vote and so yeah that's really important uh just i think it's uh you know things are things are i mean hopefully uh things are getting a little bit better you know as far as the awareness about uh how how awful. Trump is, and also with, with the these indictments, because this is, you know, you can't say this is fake news when the indictments come down. Monday they're, they're going to make an arrest probably, and we'll see who it is, if it's Manafort or if it's uh, Flynn or somebody else, but I mean, you know... I know that that's not the absolute most important thing. I know health and and tax cuts are just as important if not more important, but I mean, you know, this is this is historic. That this president who is who does not abide by the law as far as emoluments are concerned and now I hear he's thinking about opening a place uh, two new new uh, Trump uh, towers in in India while he's still president. And so I'm <laughs> You know, I mean, this guy really is a dangerous man, and a lot of people are very concerned about his bellicose uh, rhetoric concerning uh, Korea. And you know, I I do have a slight disagreement. I know you put a blog up about about Pence, and I I do not like Pence either. I know he's a theocrat and he's awful, but I don't think he's gonna. He, the, the chance of us getting in a nuclear confrontation, or even having a million people die. You know, in a conventional war in South Korea, I don't think it's, it's quite equal to, to what Trump is, because Trump is, is extremely unbalanced.
1: Thank you very much, my friend. Uh, we, we'll just kind of agree to disagree on that one. Uh, I just want to, but I want to answer it in a little tiny bit saying, I don't necessarily think Pence is uh, beatable based on our current politics. I could be wrong. But uh, one of the reasons, i m- much rather go into an election with Trump than to go into an election with Pence. Just my thought there. I- I- give me a quick response to that. I'm curious.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. It just, just from a pure political who's going to win, who's going to lose, uh, Pence will be harder to beat. I do agree with that. But, it, but then again, the, it, according to the latest Harvard poll that just came out last week, Pence is mm-hmm. just at a positive three, Elizabeth Warren at a positive five, Bernie at a positive 16. So I think Bernie would, would totally wipe the floor with Pence also. Right. Pence is damaged by Trump also. Uh,
1: a lot of people are going to be damaged by Trump. But folks, we're at the end of the program. I want to thank you so kindly for being a part of the program as you normally are. And please do remember to go ahead and share these programs. We, we didn't have a specific set of topics to talk about today, I'll be honest with you. The reason why is it was a very, very, very busy week, but we'll be back next week again with new topics or whatever topics you want to talk about. You know, you can always send in, uh, in, go send send me information to info at EgbertoWilliams.com or info at um, com, and we can discuss further issues that, that weren't answered here. Please do remember, share the videos. That is how we are going to become the media that is not, the media to beat the media that is not, that's not doing their job. Look, my name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Rights. You have a wonderful rest of your Saturday. And do remember, progressive values are the values that moved America forward. You have a wonderful rest of the weekend.